Welcome to the Oddity Shop, where the bizarre is always on sale. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Oddity Shop. I am sitting here with my beautiful co-host, Kara, my best friend. Thank you. Do you like that? Finally. I just one syllable syllabled it. I'll take it. Um, anyways, this is the Oddity Shop where we talk about creepy, weird, paranormal, odd, occultish, demonic, conspiracy-esque things. Kara's like okay. wrap it up, quit saying words. Yes. <laughs> it's too early. It's yeah, we're we're recording before noon. We've never done this. Mm-hmm. Um and Kara's telling me to wrap it up because she needs to go have a beach day. Well, no, it just feels weird. It just doesn't feel right. It feels no, like we have stuff to do. It feels like it should be dark and spooky when we record this, and it's bright and sunny. Mm-hmm. It's not our personalities at all. <laughs> no, I love the sun. <laughs> we both love the sun and the beach. That's true. Until I start sweating. Right. Um all right. What is going on with you other than beach day? I <laughs> all right whole whole lot of stuff there um what about you (laughs) (laughs) well i am getting ready for the camping trip um i'm crazy it's still five days out and the car is half packed and the groceries are all bought and i'm so ready to go get lost in the woods when do you leave i leave tuesday literally the second i clock out of work oh yeah that's right because i just like last year when I did my UP trip, it was, we missed each other. Well, we were going to try to meet. Yeah, because we overlapped by like two days. Or something. Yeah. yeah, two days maybe we were going to try to meet and we're doing the exact same thing again. It's like, why can't we get this together? At least like this year, it's far enough apart and we're not going to the same cities. Last or No, it was two years ago, wasn't it? Two years we ago. We literally were going to all the same places without knowing the other person was on the same trip but we were like two days apart like you literally followed my footsteps two days behind and people are probably like wait a second i don't understand how did you guys not know this my husband plans all these trips and doesn't really tell me until it's time to go so like sex like, and wait, i'm why? oblivious because her husband asked me places to go in the up so i sent him a bunch not knowing that was the dates they were going which is why you followed us <laughs> right exactly okay well so we're both doing that just a week apart, essentially. Again. Don't worry, though. We'll be in the UP together in about a month from today, or likely when people are listening to this one. Oh, yeah. It is like a month from this. Ep- well. Anyways, when you're listening to this episode, we'll be at Paracon. Mm-hmm. Thank you. In the UP. There we go. All right. All right. Yes. We're both caffeineless. Let's jump into it. Do you have a question for me? <sighs> what was something you were afraid of as a child? Um... I was super afraid of things under the bed, right? So, like, mm. I could not... I had to have a blanket on my neck. I don't know if it was boogeyman or what, because it wasn't, like, standing in my room, but it was, like, if my foot or my hand dangled off the bed, something from under it would, would pull you. Yeah, And, like, I would get mortified about that. Mine, mine was clowns, but also, weirdly enough, it is a clown, and I used to think that if my feet showed, he would come out from under my bed and kill me. So the wonderful Patricia, Aunt Pat, as we know her, always spoiled Kyle and I. And I don't know why she thought we would want this, but do you remember when um, it was like a thing to have characters or designs on the plates of your light switches? 
Yes. Okay. It so was such like a n- 90s, 90s, early 2000s yeah. thing. Yeah. So I don't know why this woman thought that a clown would be one, but she bought it. Kyle and I shared a room when we were little and she bought it for us. And I, I still am traumatized from that light switch plate to this day. Was it like a cartoonish cloud or was it yes. one of those weird, creepy clowns? Do you want to know what? I can't quite remember. I know it was a cartoonish clown, but I'm not even going to lie. I couldn't even tell you what this thing looked like, but it's really upsetting. And I needed Lynn to justify my trauma. And this is her not justifying it at all. Oh, God. Do you remember the horrific nightmares I would have of that thing? No. You don't? <laughs> no. I mean, I remember you guys, one of you telling me, I think it was Kyle, and you didn't want to turn the light on. Yeah, we both had nightmares from it. I had nightmares about the dogs. of arms coming out of the, like, sockets and, like, killing us. And Kyle was just straight You're so dramatic. <laughs> uh, and was, Thank you. I don't think it, I think it was Thank you, mother. Yeah, you are so dramatic, though. No, I'm just saying. So Kyle was. You asked when, so I said. Oh, yeah, no, I meant like you know Kyle was born in '92, so maybe a couple years after that. No, I meant more of like just did you remember it? But I, I just you don't remember us having like or me having those nightmares. I didn't know, or I would (laughs) have took it off. She acted like, sorry, I just dropped my phone. She be acting like she did not remember that I was traumatized from this light switch. I Maybe remember. You should, you, you should have told her. You heard I did. her words. She, no, I did. We did. But then she said your aunt Pat will feel bad. It'll make her feel bad because she bought it for you. See, and then you have people like my mother who would hide creepy haunted dolls around yes. our rooms right. to terrify us after we watched a horror movie. She'd be the opposite of I'd take it off. She'd be Denise would putting, be putting those light switches on every <laughs> everywhere room in the house. <laughs> so anyway, that was my trauma. And if you haven't guessed it, we are talking about clowns in a way. Oh no. I know. This story is odd. It's really upsetting. Greg and Dana briefly covered it on their um, Unmasking the Cracking Man, a possessed clown doll episode, which I know you listened to, and it is Freaky. horrifying and, and i'll never eat celery again oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i thought because he was eating cabbage the clown but yeah it's disgusting but anyway listen to that but this hasn't left my brain since i listened to it so we're gonna start in august of 1980 and i have a newspaper article by william b uh termal that i'm gonna read okay and it is called minister killing admitted that's the headline oh yikes just going right in oh yeah It's not like it is today. (laughs) (laughs) The 23-year-old grandson of world-famous circus clown is to be sentenced in California next month for two bludgeoned murders, including the slaying of a former Ann Arbor minister. Paul Anthony Kelly, whose grandfather Emmett Kelly played the clown character Weary Willie in thousands of circus circus performances, pleaded guilty this week to killing of the Reverend Henry, I'm going to butcher his last name, Kuswega, and Brent Bailey, a 22-year-old Los Angeles antique jeweler dealer. How do you have beef with an antique jeweler? And a minister. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. I I got caught up on the antiques. (laughs) The the plea 
in the Consuega, Consu- I can't say it, case was to a first-degree murder charge, while the plea in the Bailey homicide was a second-degree murder. The slayings occurred within a two-week period in the near Oceanside, 40 miles of the San Diego of San Diego, California. So 66-year-old former senior pastor of the First Presbyterian Church, Presbyterian was found last November 16th beaten to death in the beachfront cottage in Oceanside, which he had rented to write a book. Can you imagine just like... The local minister had retired from the Ann Arbor Church several years ago to teach... Whatever, I don't care about all that. Okay, so basically, if you keep reading this article, if they say bludgeoned (laughs) and slayed (laughs) any more times, I just can't even... That you would never be able to write like that now. They didn't have Google back then to like get synonyms, okay? He had two words and he ran with them. The slayings occurred. I'm not laughing, but it's like you would never be able to write an article like that. The slayings. No. Anyway, it's this article. I'm not going to read all of it like I just said, but it is the grandson of a clown character called Weary Willie that killed two people at the age of 22 years old. You can look it up if you want. Like I said, it's called Minister Killing Admitted. <laughs> Perfect. Wait, okay. so was he a clown? Well, let me let me okay. get into it. All right. Paul Anthony Kelly was the grandson of the famous sad clown Weary Willie. Growing up with his family character, he was involved in the family business and toured with the circus starting in 1975. Sadly, Paul was missing a leg as he was involved in a train accident. And oh. he basically used this to his, to his advantage, and he performed as a one-legged high-wire artist. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. That takes talent, though. That's really actually wild to me. When I thought about it, I was like, I don't even want to look it up. I didn't look it up because I just would give I me anxiety. <laughs> okay, so high, however, a high-wire artist wasn't his dream. The beloved character that his father and grandfather brought to life since the 1930s was... And I've never really understood wanting to be just like your parents. I get loving and admiring them. But like when people want to be their parents, it freaks me out. Hey, it's a family that clowns around together. All right. There's three <laughs> bonds there. <laughs> You're funny. It was said that he started as a prop boss, but then he would sneak out and watch his father perform. So like when he was supposed to be doing his prop boss duties, he was just sneaking out. I don't know what they are. Don't ask me. Well, I was going to say, what does a prop? I boss saw your do? face, and I don't. I mean, probably prepares the props for everybody else. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. He makes sure the squirty flowers are filled. And exactly the noise, honk honk noises are honking. I don't know. He's got whipped cream on deck. <laughs> the yeah, the pies. Okay, so he became obsessed with taking on the role of Willie, which I would rather have any other obsession than Fair wanting enough. to be a freaking. Sad clown. Any clown. At all. Hey, don't knock people's dreams. Paul just knew that this was his destiny. So, as we all do, he patiently waited for his father's retirement so he could take over being Willie. Willie even came to Paul in a dream and begged him not to let him die. Wait, the clown? The clown character, Weary Willie, came to Paul in a dream, begging him not to let him die. Did it look like his father in the dream? I don't know. It looked like the character. (laughs) That's so weird. Okay, go on. The little soul that I have has, it's deceased. Can you imagine (laughs) 
Mm-mm. Okay, it's said that after this nightmare, as I would call it, Paul actually even changed his name to Emmett Kelly the Third so that he could relate more to Willie. Dedication. All right. I see no red flags yet. This man's okay. got dreams. He's got dedication. <laughs> okay, so once Emmett Jr., which was Paul's dad, officially retired, and we're going to keep calling him Paul. I'm not calling him the third. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> So Paul, you know, as after he officially retired, Paul moved to California to keep Willie alive and make a name for himself or something like that. I don't really know. I don't know how you make a name for yourself when you're portraying the same character. I don't understand. It's fine. He's making it his own. Go on. Okay. So there he moved in with his sister while he was kind of looking for work. Um, And he became really good friends with Janie Creel, who he met through his sister. And Janie was quoted saying, I guess I'm his best friend and his mother and a little bit of everything to that boy. He's the most wonderful man I have ever met. He'd give a friend the shirt off his back. When I needed help, he was always right there. If the circus and wanting to be your father slash grandfather wasn't already a little odd, here's where it kind of takes a turn. Jeannie had two children. I didn't really get her age, but it sounds like she's older because remember, he's younger at this time. Um, And so she was older. She had two kids. So she... Uh, oh my god paul would privately perform as willie for her two kids which just sounds fucking terrifying to me a private i mean clown maybe he's practicing sure i, don't know. I feel like you definitely need more than two people in the crowd but you know what that's what he's got to find just... his footing sure but this is where um i don't know if is it did i say genie i think it's janie this is where janie would notice that Paul had a second completely different personality. Now you might say that that's exactly what acting is, but this was different. She actually even had a nickname for it. And she said it, she called it Papa. And she said, this is her quote. I called him Papa because he had two personalities. There wasn't just one paw. There was two of them. So he was Papa. The first paw was sweet and lovable and nice to everyone and everything. But the second paw was ornery and mean. He was sitting in a chair when I seen that look cross his face. The second paw would have a long, sharp pace, face. Even the skin would change to hard and rough. And his voice would change to old, nasty paw. I'd go over and tap him on the shoulder and say, Paw, paw, I don't like the second paw. Bring the first paw back. And he'd go off in a corner and say, Willie? You have to leave now, and he'd be all better. I have goosebumps from my forehead to my toes. What the hell is wrong with that woman letting him be around her children? Okay, first of all, what year is this again? He moved to California in Holt Police. I think it was like 1980. Okay, so maybe some undiagnosed mental health issues. Clearly, here. clearly. Yes. But- Let's but not also clown possession. But we're just going to act like that that's normal and we're just going to tap tap on the shoulder and be like I want the nice paw back. Ew. Would would he change only in costume or would this happen like whenever? Well, let me okay. continue on. Okay. okay. Go on, please. Do you feel the most powerful and beautiful with the elements of the earth around you? Do you like one of a kind jewelry? Do you sometimes feel like a woodland fairy? Me too. 
That's why I created Holly and Hemlock, a magical shop filled with handmade wooden jewelry and metaphysical tools. Come check out our enchanting wooden wares at www.hollyhemlock.com and join us in honoring the magic and beauty of nature with each unique creation. That's www.hollyhemlock.com. All right. So friends and family noticed the drastic personality changes and said that he seemed to embody almost like his grandfather, like when his grandfather was kind of in that character. Yeah. And Paul himself once said, sometimes I felt as though Willie was taking over my body just as he did my father and grandfather. Once he earned enough money to move out from his sisters, he got a two bedroom apartment. No good for him. Move it up. When he was asked what the second bedroom was for, he happily oh explained it was for Willie. No. Yeah. Paul is becoming more obsessed with the character and becoming more prevalent than his, you know, father and grandfather did. And it's clearly, like you said, there's something probably undiagnosed, but it, it's there's something going on. Okay. So he said, I do a lot of thinking about my other self, the little hobo. I start feeling sorry for the poor little guy. Seems more like he is somebody I know instead of just me working for a living. I'm really getting so, I feel like two people, me and that little tramp. And so help me, I'm beginning to like the little guy better than I like myself. And I kind of hope he feels the same way about me. Oh, man. As this went on, Paul started going out and heavily drinking, and he even developed a drug habit. At 22, he didn't it, it didn't seem that weary willie was making like the same type of life that it did for his dad and grandfather and for paul it was just kind of deteriorating his life and november 16th like we heard the body of henry was found beaten and dead and when police visited a local bar um that um henry was known to frequent a bartender recognized the police photo of henry and was quoted saying yeah, older guy said he was a writer, nice guy. He spent most of the night talking to a kid, a regular about 22. He said he was the grandson of that famous clown. What's his name? Emmett Kelly. He might be related. He talks a lot about the circus. He has no left leg. Said he lost it in a train accident when he was little. Pretty weird kid if you ask me. He said he lived with a guy named Willie. Oh, no. <laughs> Neighbor. Okay. Yeah, go on. First of all. I have chills. If you're going to commit a crime, mm -hmm. like, let's think about our appearance and, and the trail we're leaving. Like, if you're a, and I'm not knocking the disability, but you have one oh, leg, yes. and you talk about being a clown and all this stuff, like, people are going to remember you, maybe think twice about the the evidence trail and impressions it's, you're leaving It's like behind. the one time me and my friend Tom were out. And some guy held a gun to us. And when we had to go to court, they're like, can you uh, identify him? And I'm like, yeah, he's the guy with one arm and one eye. You can't mistake that. Right. Right. You can't be like, oh, that was this other guy. No, it's clearly obvious it was you. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Neighbors, I was just kind of pulling some quotes, but neighbors of Paul's, Paul were like um, stated saying, the guy spends a lot of time getting stoned and watching his new TV. Don't ask me where he got the money for a color TV when he asked me for a loan of $2 the other day before he came home with it. So it's just like you can see that even like his neighbors are seeing like he's just locking himself in the house, like which is creepy because he then is telling people that he has essentially a roommate named Willie and people literally think he does. Oh, gosh. It's really unsettling. 
Eventually, Paul was found and he admitted that he goes on as many as three acid trips a week and that he becomes involved. He became involved with a life of amphetamines, marijuana, acid, cocaine, and other various pills. Whoa. Mm -hmm. He claimed to have as many as 10 drinks a night. He blamed all of this, all of like the drug use, the murder and everything on his accomplice, who he said introduced him to drugs and a life of crime. When police questioned him about who his accomplice was, he was hesitant on giving him his accomplice. Now, the police are thinking that he legit has an accomplice to these murders and things like that. He hesitantly gives up in a quote saying, it was Weary Willie. His mad lust for fame and fortune brought out bad paw. He said this to the cops? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, if you're on a cocktail of cocaine, amphetamines, acid, and alcohol, of course your mind is going to crack. You forgot cocaine. I said cocaine. Oh, then you forgot something. <laughs> Marijuana, I think there you is go. what I... <laughs> yeah. Okay. But how did we get here? I would like to know. Paul's father... <laughs> Emmett Kelly Jr. So Jr. traveled with his parents in the circles, circus, circles, circus, until he was of school age. And then he lived with his grandparents during the winter months. He did join the Navy at 18 during World War II. And after he started a career in the railroad business in 1960, though, when his father retired as the role of Weary Willie, Jr. took over. I still don't get it, but he did. Also, I must note that he was born on Friday the 13th, so that just can't be good. No. Anyway, it is kind of unclear if his father was truly okay with him taking on this character, um, like the same character. Some say that Senior, I'm going to call him Senior, encouraged it, and some say that he wasn't pleased and actually became estranged for a few years, like they didn't talk for a while. Even though the character was practically identical, it was noted that Junior, so we're going to call so Paul... Paul's dad's junior, junior's dad's senior, just so we can keep it all clear. Yeah. Okay. So even though, like I said, the character was practically identical, it was noted that junior's version was seemingly less sad. Okay. He was able to establish his own circus, which toured nationally. And it actually happened to be the only circus that performed at the White House, not just once, but twice. I don't know if that's still true to this day, but at this, at this time, it was the only circus. circus. I can't say circus. Circus? No. That performed at the White House. Gotcha. He was also really big at supporting charities and hospitals. He did a lot of like events and stuff like that. He really was a beloved person and he really did care. So he really did love his character. He loved the circus. He loved helping make people happy, even though it's a sad character. Yeah, no wonder Senior was upset with it. His kid's making the clown too happy. Well, probably. I don't know. He continued to be Willie until he was 81 years old and finally retired in 2004. Whoa. Yeah. So that's kind of a brief overview. It's pretty much all happy, great articles if you look it up of how the character was loved, cherished, whatever. I mean, if you you can totally think of this character, especially like in the 80s, like you can think of like those little tchotchkes of like little clowns that had like the sad face like the straight was it like the like the really overdrawn facial features and mm, yes kind of but let me just show you a quick picture so you can i know you know what weary willie looks like everybody does and if you can't think of it the sad clown yeah he was the like the sad hobo with the big frown kind of white face oh okay yeah. The like the hobo looking clown. That's what I said, the hobo clown. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So 
anyway, like I just said, he was cherished, loved, whatever. If you read about it, everybody loves it. Everybody's still selling books and signed things from him. It's like, I, I don't understand the fascination, but it, it yeah, is. Now that I've is. seen the picture, if you guys pause the podcast real quick and look it up, because once you see this come, you know like, what I, you know exactly who it is. So, like I just was saying, this is a damn clown. This is wrong to me, but whatever. Junior's personal life, though, was like diminishing. So, we know that Paul lost a leg in an accident. And Junior did come home from touring to be there for this tragedy. However, it was a short visit. Um, he had to get back to touring because he claimed Willie's got itchy feet. Oh, okay. So he's starting to make the personality for Willie. As you can imagine, this didn't go over very well. So his wife and the mother of his five children eventually left him because she felt the character of Weary Willie had literally taken over her husband. And she was quoted, living with Junior was like living with Jekyll and Hyde. So he had a successful career, but that's really about it. Gosh, that's a, it's one of those things where it's like, if you take somebody at face value, you're like, oh, how did this happen? And then you dig a little bit deeper. Right. So... Now you have Paul's dad that was getting taken over by this character, lost his family because of it, was like not really involved in family strategies. I mean, you're your small child because he was young when he lost his leg in a train accident. He lost his leg and he only visited for a short amount of time because he had to get back because Willie had itchy feet. You would almost think it would have the opposite effect on Paul. Right. Correct. Like, right. That's why I don't understand. How, yeah. Right. Okay. But how did we get here? Emmett Kelly Sr., the master clown. Emmett Sr. was an American circus performer born in 1898. He was originally a trapeze artist in the 1920s and he married fellow performer um, Eva Moore. He occasionally performed as White face clown, which is very controversial now. I'm just saying white face because that's what it was. Um, and that was almost supposed to be like the boss clown, like the head clown was the white face clown in the circus, that, I guess. That's kind of what I was picturing at first until he he played that until um his wife got pregnant and he had to come up with another way to make some cash. He had drawn and created the character of Weary Willie, which hadn't had that name yet, um, when he was younger, like a sketch of it. And um, he wanted to make this a reference for an actual character that he, but he was shot down by the head clown. There's a head clown. He was shot down by the head clown because <laughs> the character was too scruffy and dirty for the circus. Okay, so this character but was... The circus screams scruffy and dirty, though. <laughs> but they're happy. No, at this okay. point, they're all happy clowns, right? It's a circus. It's I supposed gotcha. to be, like, okay. over-the-top excited and happy and annoying and, like, you know. So, but once the Great Depression kind of hit and pictures of tramps and hobos started making their way around, Emmett was able to showcase this creation. I'm just putting in this disclaimer. Tramps and hobos were terms that were used. I'm aware that we they don't hold well anymore, just like the white face. I'm just using these terms, tramps and hobos. Okay? Thank you for the disclaimer. I'll stop that for <laughs> you now. <laughs> so basically, because of this, which is really sad and weird to me, that the Great Depression comes out, you're getting all these pictures and articles of people in horrible scenarios, right? Like, just like the most unfortunate things like happening. Like lines. And, and yeah. you're then able to showcase this character of a basically, uh, I don't know. So it it was kind of sad that Willie brought to the people a more relatable character. That's because he I was, was gonna say. It's yeah. almost like poking fun at, clowns but, poke fun at society, right? So if it's something that's relatable. 
this is what like, he was ragged, sad, um, depressed looking is kind of the best way to describe it. He didn't talk, which was thought to bring the audience members closer as that their their voices were used to project to the character. Right. Basically, normal clowning rules didn't apply with Weary Willie. It was he was sad, didn't talk. He didn't have a smile. He never smiled. He wasn't happy. He was like downtrodden, bad on his luck, like just essentially what I guess the world was going through. So people liked it. I don't. It's, it's like when you go to the movies and you see like yourself represented in a character on screen. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I get it. But then I also would think that you'd want to see a happy circus in a time right. of. I mean, I don't know, because this Weary Willie took off. After all the fame, he didn't just stay in the circus. He performed everywhere. He was on TV shows, variety shows, commercials, performed in nightclubs. He was the mascot for the Dodgers in 1956. He was considered a freaking celebrity. He's a celebrity. Could you imagine? No. Ten years ago, when you and me were a little bit more wild, going to a nightclub and they're being a depressed clown. <laughs> right. Their performer is a depressed clown. I don't know. But he's considered the world's most famous clown to this day. Most famous I can clown. see it. He was worldly loved, but we don't do love here. So. In 1950, Emmett was offered a role as a killer clown. He was thinking about accepting it because it's a paying gig. Like, why the hell wouldn't you? You know? However, he claims Willie took over and pleaded for him not to do it. Not to let Willie be a killer. Which I kind of find ironic because he made <laughs> Paul kill. Whatever. Well, amphetamines will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of where it just gets dark and twisted. In a book written by Emmett, he says, or senior, senior, I guess I should say, uh, he says, Willie seemed to be pleading with me. He was lying in his trunk up in the Roosevelt Hotel. And while it may seem that all there was to Willie was a threadbare suit, a putty nose, some grease paint, a busted derby, and a pair of big floppy shoes. I knew Willie had a heart, too. We were one and the same, and I felt like I'd be a heel if I sold him out and made a real bum of him, even in the crazy land of make-believe. But he's already a bum, and he's a suit in a trunk. He's not a human. Oh my gosh. Ugh. So Willie basically took over Emmett Sr., his wife eventually divorced him because of the actions that he took to maintain in character, I guess you could say. Um, she actually thought he was possessed. Like, she was convinced that he was possessed. We're talking about Senior now, right? Correct. Okay. So, Emmett started to basically, Emmett Senior basically um, became both of them. He would have separate meals because obviously <laughs> Willie needs to eat no. too. Yeah. He would have, he would, she would have to place separate like dinners and stuff because Senior would have to eat, Willie would have to eat. Would he go get in costume? Yeah. It even went um, as far as Willie needing sexy time. And so he would dress in character. I don't know if this ever actually happened or if he just tried it. No shame if you're into doing it with clowns. I'm just creeped out that he was thinking he was a whole different person. <laughs> yeah. I, I just have images in my head that, okay. Yeah. So that? <laughs> my question to you is what the hell is going on? Because it could be like dissociative identity disorder or multiple identities. But then how do you have three generations that have the same personality taking over? Like, were they possessed by Willie? Yeah, it's 
I mean, if we look at DID, right, is usually you don't have the same character through family lines. Exactly. At, at least in my my very little understanding. Right. Of it, right. Like, but I've never heard of that. I, I see a little bit of DID. I see a little bit of maybe like a bipolar disorder yeah. too. But right? it's just so which, weird. Which that it's can obviously go through generations. But yeah, to all have the same that that gets a little weird. Especially if it's like coming to them in dreams and pleading with them about things. It's just very weird. Okay, so the most common thought is a tulpa. And I kind of lean with this. So we haven't really covered tulpas so far. So if you don't know, a tulpa is a materialized being or thought form, typically in human form, that is created through spiritual practice and intense concentration. So kind of like an egregore, but physical. Okay. I I just don't know. I don't know. It's so creepy to me because why does that have to be clowns? It, it's very strange. It's so unsettling. For sure. It's almost like, I wonder how, what Cener did to like give it this life, right? Because he created the character. Correct. Did I wonder if he had any of like the the mental health issues possibly before the creation? Okay, well, I couldn't find anything and it was actually really hard to find any like stuff specifically on like Junior and Paul other than like Paul and the murder and like Junior a few things because everything is just weary willy and how happy and everybody loved him and like all these articles about how great it was and it was legendary and like all this stuff so it was really kind of hard because what I was curious to know is like okay so senior retired right he ended up having to retire it said that he was kind of angry that junior took over this role which I kind of would think that he was however I was trying to find stuff to find out like well how did he act after he didn't have to portray this character anymore was he still mm. acting strange That's and like weird question. things? Was he okay after he just had to give up this character, this role? Like, and I couldn't find that about um, Junior either. Like, how did he act once he retired and then his son took over this role? Like, right. I couldn't find anything like that because I think that would be really interesting. That would help narrow it down, whether it's like a mental disorder, right. or if it's actually a possession related to this, character. right? And it's like. Nothing comes up, which makes me think that maybe they were fine, which is even creepier. So, like, was it some sort of possession or a tulpa or something that once you kind of got in character in a way, then it took over you? Like, I don't know. It's very weird. And I'm sure that a lot of times any sort of, like, paranormal, like, I don't want to say attacks, but attacks or things like that usually happen, like, because you're already, like, in a state that's not as stable. So maybe that just contribute to this family if they weren't as stable. I don't know, but it's really weird. I, I still get hung up on the fact that Paul, right, embraced it so much. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You'd think he'd run the opposite direction. So maybe it is something with this character just picking its next host. Well, and... Oh, it reminds me of the mask. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's creepy. And it, and it's like they all kind of had dreams of like, you know, Paul had a dream of like not letting the character die. Like, don't let me die. And that's why he was like, yeah, I'm going to. Ew, what the fuck? Okay. Can we go back to the murders, though, that Paul did? Do sure. we know anything more about that? Like, so why um, did he kill this minister and a. I didn't find writer. anything that said why he did it. I mean, I guess if you're on that that many different drugs, it I will say makes that, sense. Yeah. So if I go through this article a little bit, it does say that um now we're talking about Paul again. Deputy District Attorney said that the state decided to accept the plea of second degree murder, a charge reduced from the first degree in the Bailey case because there exists a question of Kelly's psychiatric stability. Stability. Okay. 
Um, but then it does say Judge Greer said, although psychiatrics was reported, Kelly has psych- psychiatric problems. The defendant was legally sane and able to assist in his own defense in a trial. So I don't know if they actually really knew if he really truly had problems or if they just maybe thought like we do or thinking, but I don't think it was ever really proven. And it doesn't, it okay. doesn't say. And they they never found a motive? No. How long did he go to jail for? He's still in jail. Okay. I wonder if he does clown performances in jail. Because Willie's got to be in there with him. Not if... I wonder where that costume is. Oh, no. Waiting for its next victim. Oh, my God. I didn't even think to look it up until just a second. Hold on. Let's just see. I bet the scorned ex-wife destroyed that. Which one? Which one? They both got divorced from an ex-wife. Oh, yeah, but I mean, oh, Paul's. He didn't have a wife. He was only 22. I thought he was. I'm getting them all mixed up. I mean, it's all Willie. Right. Exactly. It's scary. Okay, where is the original Weary Willie? Emmett Kelly's Weary Willie costume on display at the John and Mabel Ringling Circus Museum in Sarasota, Florida. I'm surprised it's not in the Baggins Museum, in all honesty. (laughs) I'm sure he's tried. Right. The history of clowns itself is wild, so I do recommend looking into it or listening to that Greg and Dana episode because they do give background on clowns and the different version of clowns, like the white face, the hobo, all that stuff. And they get into some real creepy shit. They do, but I was just just really caught up on this generational obsession with the saddest clown in history and how it took over their lives. And seemingly everybody thought it was great and happy and it was really terrible for them. And that really is the most the very messed up entity of weary willy and i'm not gonna sleep tonight i mean i'm gonna i'm i can't wait to the next time i come over your house because if you don't think i've already started shopping for clown light switch covers i knew that's what you were doing because you weren't paying attention you were on your phone and i knew you were doing something mean (laughs) Uh, you think my husband's gonna let you switch one of our light switches for a clown you think i'm gonna ask him oh my god he's gonna shoot you I come in with my usual bag and like a little toolbox. <laughs> Don't mind me, guys. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, ju- I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, great job. I I definitely, I want to touch Weary, Weary Willie's costume now. No. It looks like it's I in a, see. a clear case. Like, I don't think you can actually touch it, but. You're making sure he doesn't get out. Interesting. Okay. Well, good job, as always. Um. We're both yeah, just like, I mean, yep, mm-hmm, don't know what to say. Don't Where know what to say about that. that that's clowns. Um, <laughs> I guess from here, we we let these people go, and hopefully you have a really weird day thinking about clowns for the rest of it. Yikes. Yikes hopefully you don't listen to indeed. this at night. <laughs> no, not not a good before bed one. Um, Kenzie, look, just like the Amityville horror, don't listen to this one when you're trying to sleep. Yeah, girl, we need you to get some sleep. Um <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, Like, subscribe, comment on our stuff. Share the show with a friend if you want to. We would love more people to hear our voices. Mm -hmm. All of our um, references, References. thank you, are in the show notes. And uh, most importantly, creep it real, Yadballs. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.